Blog Talk Radio. Shows um, 
realized I had a new pen here. My wife got me a new pen. But, brothers and sisters, I want to thank you all again for following us since 2011. Those of you that have been following us that, that long, I try to do this every single show. I know the, uh, some people get tired of me saying it, but I really do appreciate those of you that have been following us since 2011. I cannot thank you enough. Um, and brothers and sisters, while we're at it, we have hundreds of followers, but we really would like thousands of followers. So if you've been enjoying these shows, do your brother a favor. Y'all know how social media works. You know, the more followers you have, the bigger your presence is on the uh, Internet, and the more just all kind of doors open up when you have more followers. So we have hundreds, but we sure would like thousands. And so, um, and don't forget, y'all, we're going to be moving to used to. I'm already on YouTube, but I'm going to start. I'm going to load that channel up that I have that's been sitting there dormant, and uh, put a lot of these shows we have on YouTube. Um, Sister Monica, I don't. Again, I don't see you, but I did put the invite out somewhere. It should uh, say accept or something like that. Um, but again, y'all, Sister Monica uh, 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 Keenan is no. Uh, Stranger to the body of Christ, she come by way of. Uh, I'm gonna let her really give her y'all. I think I'm gonna let her give y'all her bio. Um, but um, I just met the sister. Be, to be very honest, I don't want y'all to be kicking it for years, years. Uh, the ambassador, the, the gentleman we call Ambassador Purcell Porsche, who is a co-host on the Five Stone Network, actually is the gentleman that introduced me to this wonderful lady. And we had a three-way conversation, and I just like her spirit. You know, it don't take a whole lot of talking when you have the spirit of the Most High in you. You know, the Bible tells us to try spirits and to, uh, okay, here we go. I think I may have, oh, that's just her liking something I said. But Sister Monica, I don't know if you got one of them young teenagers around. You know, they can always help as well. Because Purcell, uh, uh, again, Ambassador Purcell Porsche, we had the same problem, so. We're going to keep working this, and brothers and sisters, we will not bore you with these technical difficulties. What we're going to do is turn around and uh, we'll just uh, have her call the blog talk phone number, but we don't want to give up yet, Sister Monica. So let's keep trying. Um, probably, let's see here, let me try one more thing. And... Um, I don't see the brother um, Purcell anyway uh, also. so. But nevertheless, we will hear from the sister tonight. She has a wealth of information. Uh, this is a sister that came about this revelation of who uh, we are as a people long time ago on her own. And uh, I can't say a long time ago, but she let me know that it was something that the Father revealed to her. So this is going to be a little different. Y'all hear so many people talk about the scriptures. Excuse me. You hear so many people talking about becoming an Israelite by someone else, teaching them and sharing them. Well, here's somebody that that wasn't their testimony. They actually found out on their own. But we're going to get more deeper in that. We're going to ask some harsh, hard questions like, okay, uh, uh, first we're going to definitely hear from the sister and going to get her testimony. But I just want everybody to know what's coming your way right here on the Five Stone Network. And I do say network, and it's only just me, and that's because the co-host, we're kind of taking a break right now. But uh, just like uh, the Ambassador Percy Porsche is going to be joining us here in a little bit with uh, uh, Prophet Monica Keenan here. But normally it's about six of us. And so we do uh, normally have co-hosts, 
But right now, Brother Seth is just experimenting with this new thing, and it's new to me anyway, called Facebook Live. I've just never really liked the video thing. We just always do blogging uh, without the video. So this is a little bit new, and then hopefully YouTube is just a continuation of that. So have so many people that's been tuning into these Facebook Lives, I thought I would just stay with it, y'all. Got at least 100 views every single time I went on. I know one show there, we had 2,000 views. And that was when Brother Seth myself was going over the line upon line, precept upon precept, showing through the scriptures how African Americans are D, one of the lost tribes of Israel. Why it is vital, 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 oh my God, to the body of Christ. We're going to be talking about that tonight also. So let's keep trying to get the sister on. And uh, here's what's coming your way, brothers and sisters. For those of you that are tuning in and say, but yeah, what are y'all talking about tonight anyway? Well, let's just share. Right now, what we're going to be talking about. For starters, we're going to introduce our sister once she's able to come on. And we really want to work on Facebook Live, so we're going to keep trying this, y'all. But once she gets connected, we're going to let her do a little intro, and then she's going to, uh, I'll comment or something about the ambassadors in the house. We'll let him uh, share whatever's on his heart about her intro, and then we'll let her talk a little bit about her story. And then... Uh, Probably about 10, no more than about 10, 15 minutes of that. We're going to go into the topics that have uh, posted here. This is some, what some of y'all have been asking for. So what topics did that brother set? Well, we're going to be talking about why African American culture need an overhaul. We are not who they say we are, and we are definitely not who we think we are. So who are we, and what is this subculture we have that we call black, you know, so it needs to overhaul because it's not who we are, brothers and sisters. You want to live your whole life being something you're not? When do we return to our original state? So, um, and you know what, Sister Keenan, uh, I see you. Let me just go ahead and open up your phone number, and I think what I can do is maybe walk you through. I see you on the line. So, everybody, let's just take a little short break. Not a break, excuse me. Let's just flip over to... Uh, let's put a pin in that. Well, hold on. I don't want to tease you. I'm, I'm, I'm known to not finish sentences, so let me go ahead and, sister, uh, just hold on one second. Let me finish uh, talking about some of the topics going to be covered tonight. And, y'all, some of these topics will spend more time than others on, but we are going to try to talk about why African-Americans' culture need to be canceled. What we call our culture is not our culture. It's a subculture birthed out of white supremacy and heartache and pain, and it is not who we are. Okay, not all the things we do and all the things we hold dear to our hearts is, is bad, but a lot of this stuff we call it black is just not us. All right, and then we're going to talk about why does the global church need to know who are the Israelites and how does that relate to end times. That's what some of y'all are missing. You're thinking this is all a flesh thing, but you don't know that this definitely relates to end time. I would love to hear my sister, uh, uh, again, Prophetess uh, Monica, Keenan on that one, okay, and then overwhelming proof that African Americans are indeed Israelites, and the call to return to Yah, hallelujah, praise Yah, akumba Yah, <laughs> same Yah, nations that have embraced the real Jews for centuries, this revelation is not old. Just the people that are sleepy. This is a very old, and this 
truth of us being Israelites is ancient as we are, as the slave ships. This is Bible history. This is oh, oh, oh. What's old brother Seth? That people of color being Israelites throughout the planet is very old. And it's also old. It's also old. And many nations also know that the people in Israel are not who they say they are. Although we have much love and respect on this channel for those people. We just disagree scripturally that they're not who they say they are. At least most of them are not. We do, we do believe that a remnant of them, a very small portion of them are, because some of our people was indeed taken to the north corner. As the Bible says, you be scattered to all four corners. So, uh, Sister Monica, I'm coming to you. I'm just going to try to go through what we're going to be talking about. And then, uh, just to wrap this up, we're going to be talking about uh, Yah is revealing hidden truth to all nations, not just African Americans or dark-skinned people. And that's something I really want to hone in on tonight because people think this is a black thing. It really is so really isn't. The Father never does something to people based upon skin color in the first place, which is a social construct. No such thing as black and white. So if he don't show him, we playing homage to some man created. The Father, when he sent his word to heal, he's sending his word to heal whoever will receive that word. So at that, I'm going to go ahead and go to the phone lines. Um, Sister uh, Monica, I don't see you anymore. I just had your number there. I was going to open up your line. So let's let's try this. Let's try this. Uh, uh, once again, this y'all just bear with us. Give us a minute. We're gonna try to do this Facebook live one more time here, brothers and sisters. I apologize. Your brother is all I know to do is invite her, and it says the invitation has been sent. So I know that Purcell was playing with when he came on. Sister Monica, why don't you just call the phone number again? We just talked that way. This is taking a little time. Okay, there you go. All right. Um, Let's go to the phone line. So we're going to talk with our sister. I'm going to guess this is her number here. Hopefully it opens the right number. Okay, area code 513-356-5676. Uh, my sister, you are on the air. Go right ahead. How are you doing tonight? Good evening, everyone. How, how yes. are you, brother? And can I'm be heard? Yes, we hear you loud and clear. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the pro the broadcast. So sorry we couldn't get you on Facebook Live. I still don't want to give up on it. If I were you, while you're talking to me, keep messing around with buttons. And if you pop up on my screen, what'll happen? It'll say such and such is trying to link with you, or um, Monica. It'll say your name. It'll say, "Do you accept?" And I haven't seen that yet. So. Let's keep trying. Don't give up. Purcell, uh, Ambassador Purcell Pochet, I see you're also on the phone lines. I'm going to open up your line here in a second. But ditto to you. Let's keep trying, y'all. But uh, Sister Monica, go ahead and say hello to the people. Oh, hello, everyone. I'm glad everyone can take the time to let's just kind of dialogue about this. I want to give you a little background on myself. Um, I hope I'm okay. If I'm not, I got the... Um, computer sound off, but I'm listening on the phone. But just a little background. You know what, everyone? When I was in the seventh grade, Roots came out. And, you know, I'm sitting in front of our big TV. That's when everybody had one TV in the living room, right? 
Uh, that's a little about me. I work in nonprofit. I work in the educational system. I have worked in educational system since 2000. Wow, that's like going on almost 24 years now. Uh, I've been a teacher, a coach, and now I'm a um, did a little college uh, access, but right now I'm a resource coordinator, and um, I'm creating a nonprofit. I'm creating an equipping center right now. God told me like almost 20 years ago, 15 to 20 years ago, he said, build me an equipping center. And so I just, um, it, I've, I've had the plans for more than 10, 10 years, and I just, uh moved out and um I'm doing some building right now, some processes. And so uh, that's where I am right now. The equipping center is not a church, it's not a, a ministry, it is an equipping center for those uh who need to understand identity, destiny, as well as build self efficacy to have personal success and change their lives. And so it's for marginalized people. For marginalized wow. communities. Well, that's a lot, and I'd like to know more about that equipment center. I remember the first time I heard that phrase, equipment center, was um, when I was at Christ Emmanuel for a little short stay, and uh, that's another, that's a whole other topic. I was blessed at Christ Emmanuel. Was that Christ Emmanuel when I was there? I was at Christ Emmanuel. What? I tell you what, I was at Christ Emmanuel. I was there before the church split, but not split. It wasn't a church split, but before Overflow, the day they laid hands on Apostle Ben and Ellen and a few members to leave, I was in there in that season. I was there probably a couple of years before that happened. Then I was there a little bit after that happened, and then I went on. I have a story as well. But, yeah, I was there. I don't know if you was there then, but when when Overflow oh, left. I was there in the golden years, the golden years. Yes, when uh, they bought the properties of uh, next door. Yes. 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 <laughs> so. Uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't as 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 uh, active as I could have been. I did was was a part of a men's fellowship with Cecil Thomas and Brother Turner and some of the brothers. Yes. But yeah, so listen, I just want to thank you for again coming on. I want to bring on uh, brother, and then we're gonna go back to you because I want I we you are the guest tonight, so we got a thousand questions for you. But let's go back to the phone lines and bring on the one and only ambassador, the guy that goes by Ambassador Purcell Porsche. Purcell, your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Hi, brother. Thank you, Lord, everybody. It's your boy, the ambassador Purcell and Del Porsche, all the way out here in. Cincinnati, Ohio, rep- representing Salt Life Kingdom Ministry, where we believe in is how you live and how you love. Our mission is to bring the saltiness and the passion for kingdom principles back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, that is our mission. Our focus, focus statement or our focus scripture comes from the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter and the 13th verse. And we know that it reads, ye are the salt of the earth. And Michelle, the hold, on salt- second, hold on a second. Hold on a second because we, we love to hear from you now. Uh, I got a witness now. I got a witness. 
Uh, sister, you hear that line, that phone line? That's a, do, you, do you hear the, the uh, it's not very clear. Is it? No, it's kind of muffled. Am I muffled? You're Listen, not muffled. I'm working it out. Bye. Okay. Working it out live, y'all. <laughs> no, I'm muffled because I am on my earphone. Um, usually when I do my show on Wednesday, um, it's really clear when I wear my earphone. So if, I, if I'm muffled, then I can, uh, I can take them off. Well, do that. Yeah, do that. And why are you doing that? Because we want you to. I want, we want to hear from you tonight as well. Why are you doing that? I'm going to switch back because it's really muffled, Purcell. When you hear this show back, you see what we're saying. And we want to give the people a clear, crisp voice. We want to hear from the ambassador tonight. But let's switch over to uh, back to you, uh, uh, Sister Monica. I uh, just love to know yes. a little bit about your story and. Uh, so go ahead now. Now uh, let's just switch back to you and your story. We'll go back to the ambassador because everybody, Ambassador Purcell Porsche is a, a, a normal co-host on the line, so he's going to be riding with us uh, at least the first hour of the show. He's a co-host. So Sister uh, Monica, uh, again, Prophet Monica Keenan is our guest tonight, so uh, we'll come back to, uh, to the ambassador. Go ahead, Sister uh, Keenan. Okay. Um, yes, for now, you can just call me Monica, Sister Keenan. I am fine with that. There are no, um, I have no qualms about that at all. Listen, so, um, I told you a little about myself personally. I, um, I, um, began on this journey. We're talking about, oh, uh, we're talking about uh, black folk in America in the diaspora in the transatlantic slave trade in the Caribbean islands being actually uh, Hebrews, right? And right. so, uh, I, and, and that's true. But I began on this journey, uh, I was saying, you know, I, I, I am 60 years old. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Seth Amen. Back there in the deck. I know how low Seth is. So, um, and I was uh, actually... Right. I was actually, uh, like I said, watching Roots. Roots had a, the, the movie Roots TV show, which was groundbreaking for our people. <laughs> this nation within a nation. Uh, groundbreaking because it actually showed visually what had happened, I'd say that locally, what had happened to us in a very small, dignified measure because the truth has never been told. And so that was an awakening for me in um, probably like seventh grade. I remember having this huge afro, and I think I had an afro in seventh grade. It was not quaffed the best it could have been, but I wore it proudly. So, um, and I would just sit in front of the TV and weep. And I just kept asking God, my father, you know, why do they hate us so? That was the question. One honest question, God would take you on a journey. And I said, why do they hate us so? Just because of skin color, it just did not make any logical sense. And from that question, I began to develop a love for our people. And I think I asked God, I, I asked him to teach me how to love love our people because I saw the hate. And I believe at that moment in time, the Lord put a, a, a seed of love 
in my heart for the people of the diaspora, and that will make sense later. And so um, I've always, so since then, you know, I've always like, I love our people, oh, I'm crying. And then in high school, I took a black history class, amen. And then when I got to college, I went to the University of Cincinnati, and under the tutelage of the great Dr. Eric Abercrombie, who really began to instruct us. He had a class called The Black Man, and uh, it just it just set my soul on fire. Uh, African-American history, I took classes in that, African-American literature. I majored in theater. I would do everything black. I think I just became blacker than I ever was in the world during my UC days. We have political uh, 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 news and political standards, United Black Association, where some fraternities, uh, we're doing parodies of us, having effigies of us hanging, and the same thing is going on today. And so, that, and that was in the 80s. And so I was very much involved. And since then, I've just been following the Holy Spirit and just been on that question, why? I, you know, and in and, 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 and those days, I, I got to know us as a people and our contribution and our beauty and our creativity and gave um great uh, honor to that and then afterwards I was still asking why and it, it just didn't make sense because of someone's skin color because the melanin in our skin you see melanin and then you hate somebody it's chemistry and it just never made sense and I think it was in the 90s when I was at Christ Emmanuel you, uh, we were engulfed in kingdom theology which was excellent and studying the kingdom of God and understanding that it's greater than the church is, is who God rules and reigns during that time I just started just asking God, and he took me one time. I was in my lowest, poorest point, and um, he just began to take me from Genesis to Revelation, and the Holy Spirit would just teach me. He would, I would just pull out my Bible, and I hear him say, go here, and I go there, and I read it. Go here, go there, and I read it. Go here, and go there when I read it. And he took me through the whole Bible. I can't recall those verses and scriptures, but he took me to the whole Bible and said, this is who you are. And at that same year, the same uh, year or two, uh, he also called me uh, and he said, I called you to the office of a prophet and a teacher. So they're connected. My purpose, my assignment is connected to who we are. And um, I just, and, and then I just found books like, I don't know how, I can't tell you now because I was a long time ago and I probably might. 27. But um, uh, Dr. Windsor, um, from Babylon to Timbuktu, you can find yeah. that on Amazon. I, I began, I ordered that. It wasn't on Amazon, but wherever I ordered from, I got that book. I think it was a black bookstore at the time around UC. And then there was another book um, called The 13th Tribe. Yes. And which found that 13th tribe is a Jewish man who wrote a book on the 12 tribes of Israel, then there's the 13th, and that's about the people, the Jews or the Israelites today and how they created their own tribe and inserted it on the 12. Now, they, he's, this man was murdered. I don't know who did it. He and his whole family was taken out. But the 13th tribe really opened me up to history and from Babylon to Timbuktu. And then I think there was another book that's really profound around there. I began to read. So I began to immerse myself in actual reading of history beyond that which I was taught. And that's why I think you have a hunger and a yearning for truth and knowledge, and you and the Holy Spirit begins to teach you. And I always say to people like this, when the student is ready, 
the teacher will come. When you when we are as as as, as anyone is ready to hear truth without boundaries, without questioning, and we ask the Rokdesh, we ask the Spirit of the Living God for truth. The Holy Spirit, oh, yes, let's go. I am the teacher, John 14. And so he began to teach me and lead me and guide me into all truth, and I'm still learning. And so I, I, I got a Jewish Bible eventually, the complete Jewish Bible. Uh, I always say I study the etymology of words, which is the beginning of a word, where did it come from, what time, and I begin to put together some puzzle pieces. I no longer see life as individual pieces. I see life as connected. History is connected because if we don't connect the pieces, we'll never see the big picture that somebody else is painting for us. And I learned that in the etymology of words, definition of words, in the beginning, what country, what year, a lot of the words that we say are about uh, our faith are from from early medieval years to late medieval years. Can I say that again? Yes. The words that we and practices that we developed are from the early medieval years to the late medieval years. Okay, but Yeshua, right, was first century, right? And the Most High, the Old Testament, was far, 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 far before that. So what is this creation of a genre of language and practices that are big in Europe, France, Germany, uh, Brit, 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 um, New England, Brit, not New England, British, uh, all the European countries, right? Eastern and uh, Western Rome, Esau, Edom, all these words, all these practices that we follow, we're commit, we're, we're devised in the Middle Ages while we were in, you know, slavery, and right before we went to slavery, and it just wasn't making sense, and it's taking years. I took. I, I started to study with some apostles who studied the mysteries of God. I started studying the mysteries of God. I took almost a year-long class where we studied the mysteries of God. We studied the, we studied the origin of Bible translation, Bible creation, and uh, just the Hebrew language, which I love. I, I really would have time to study it more, but I do have plethora of books, right, He's going to teach me and I listen and I practice. So I made a personal decision to use original language. And it started off with this one thing, um, people. I began to connect our the translated slave trade with Hebrews, right? So I began to make that bridge. I began to make that Say that one again. I began to connect the transatlantic slave trade, the Hebrew people, and that was a major piece of the puzzle that I made that bridge, I made that jump. And once I began to put it together through years of studying and praying and talking to the Holy Spirit, I came into discovery of identity. We are Judah. And there's um, it, it's so much, you really, one show can't do it. But we are Judah. And people say, even people of the diaspora, which is in the Caribbean as well as um, America, uh, say that what does it matter? Well, it matters a lot 
Because if we are to be accurate in our interpretation of the Holy Writ, if we are to be accurate in our interpretation of Scripture, if we be accurate in the interpretation of the Bible, and I say that loosely, we must begin to understand it was written for a people, by a people, during a certain time. And what I found out is we don't respect that timeline. If we don't respect the Most High's movement, we don't understand him, then we don't understand what he's saying and understand that what we have is a translation, loose or tight, of many translations. But the King James Bible was not the first translation from the original language. So... Um, and, and when you study that, it drops something. You think it's called the Council of Hampton, the Council of Hampton. And I'm not gonna go into a lot of detail. That seems like a lot, but it's really not. But if I can spur someone to write down something, say, let me search for myself. Let me look out for myself. Let me find. That's what we want to do. We want to spur you on to John 14, following the Holy Spirit, the Ruach Kadesh, and say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Lead me into all truth. And if you have no stop gates on truth and start to say, even if it wrecks my world, show me truth, oh, my goodness. The Most High says, yes, son and daughter, come into the truth. Come into the truth. There's wow. some other stuff, but I'm going to there. Wow, wow, wow. Let me... uh. Go to the ambassador. He had phone line issues earlier. Brother Purcell, uh, Ambassador Purcell Purcell is, again, everybody, a co-host. We have about five of them that are not in the house, people on breaks right now. Some of us just kind of took a long break than others. We maybe even get new co-hosts, but uh, we do have the ambassador in the house. Brother Purcell, what say you about what you've heard so far? And then I got some questions for the sister because at some point, brothers and sisters, I want you all to be thinking about this um, Sister Monica, and uh, also Brother Ambassador as well. Why African-Americans' culture need an overhaul? It could be a statement or two, but we got to address that. Also, these are all in the show description. All you got to do is click on my page in your cities if y'all haven't wrote down. Why does the global church need to know who the Israelites are, and how does this relate to end times? Overwhelming proof also of African-Americans' Uh, again, we need to provide overwhelming proof that African Americans are indeed Israelites and the recall to return to Yah. Again, these can be one statement. You don't have to dwell on this no 30, 40 minutes, but we got to know this. Oh, again, overwhelming proof that African Americans are indeed Israelites and the call to return to Yah. Also, we want to hit on nations that have embraced the real Jews or the real Israelites for centuries. And also, and yes, we can do all this, y'all, because some of this ain't going to be but a statement or two. Y'all is revealing hidden truth all over the nations, all throughout the nations. A lot of people don't know, but he really is. And I like to talk about that even if I have to do that by myself, solo, because I promise you, in my travels, you don't have to travel to four countries like I have, but I promise you, brothers and sisters, the Father is revealing this truth that Sister Monica has talked about and what Brother Purcell, the Ambassador Purcell, 
and I have been talking about it other co-hosts for many years. So what say you, uh, Apostle, I mean, uh, <laughs> Ambassador? Apostle, okay, then. Hey, um, yeah, that sounded great. I'm not, I'm not driven by titles at all. Um, I'll, I'll explain to you and, and our listeners how I came to uh, embrace my ambassadorship. No, no, um, Purcell, what I, was say, what I was saying was, what did you have to no, say no, about no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Gotcha. Um, well, never mind that. Uh, I'll tell you what, I want to say this. Let's say this real quick. Um, and I'm not going to talk talk a whole lot, um, but I want to say um, my sister that we have on the line tonight, I just want our listeners to know how much of an impact she has had on my life over the years. Um Particularly, um, I've had the opportunity to sit under her teaching, okay? Um, And I myself am a teacher. So when I would sit under her teaching, it's on the inside of me. Um, Just her delivery and how how articulate she is and how uh, knowledgeable she is. Um, I just want our listeners to know, um, she knows how I feel about her, but I just want her, her, our listeners to know that she's the real deal. She's the real deal. Um, and I believe everybody that she has come in contact with, everybody that has sat in a class with her um, knows that she's another level. And since I've known her, always has been. So, um, with that being said, um, I too, uh, like she said, I too was was uh, compelled to know um, this truth. You know, um, as a matter of fact, the both of you who are on the line, Seth and uh, Prophetess, um, they were he Seth. In particular, was very instrumental in me even uh, me even having a desire to look at this a little more closely. Um, there's always been something in me that knew that there was something different about us. Um, one of the things that bothered me the most was Hold on, the whole. Boy, do I hate to interrupt you because you're saying something so good. But there's an echo on your line, and I promise when you hear this back, you're going to be like, ooh, that's horrible. So is there somebody else in the same room on the show as well? No. Okay, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I'll do, Seth. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it simple. Because I know we got a lot to cover, and I know uh, I know how important it is to hear what the prophetess has to say tonight, 
So I will. I'm going to mute my line. Okay. I'm going to mute no, my well, line. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You can mute your line, but sometimes call back. Uh, it's like when you say something, somebody else is saying something. I know there's nobody else talking. So why don't you call back and let's see if that fixes it, because I really need you tonight, brother. Why don't you try calling back? Okay. All right. Because we need him tonight. Brother, I I was wanting to hear what he's saying. He's valuable, 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 valuable. Well, sister, listen, again, I I heard what what, uh, the brother was saying, and uh, he speaks highly of you. And... uh, I appreciate that. We need we need to he's just testifying of what the Father has done in you. I want to ask you to address any of the one uh, uh I want you to go ahead and hit your story a little bit harder because again, you know, a lot of people probably wondering what happened to you at overflow? What happened to you? If you want to address that, you don't have to. Um now there you go. Hold on a second. Yeah. Sister, nobody can be in the room on the same phone on the same show. They gotta be at least twenty feet. I think it's something like twenty feet. So I hear a little ringing in yours as well. Y'all hear this when we play the show back. No, uh, there's nobody in the room with me. I don't know what's going on. I've got your picture on Facebook Live, but it is muted, and I have my phone out, and there's no one else here. So I'm kind of okay. unsure what's going on. Go ahead, on. because you you speak up so clearly. There is a little ringing. You'll hear when you play the show back. But go ahead because you're speaking up. Your phone is so clear, the little ringing is not that bad. But y'all are here when you play it back. But So here's a question I have. What do you have to say to those at Overflow that may say, well, what happened to you and are you in fellowship and all that? And I know that I don't want to get you caught up in the ter- church politics because a lot of the listeners on Facebook Live don't even go to church, and they are a lot of people have left the church, and it's not a bad thing. Uh, it's not that overflow has issues or overflow isn't this, or overflow isn't that. I believe this. I believe that you go into a lot of these churches if you can get in there. There is truth that make you free, but I just think a lot of what the church is doing to reach people is not relevant. They're not relevant as far as how to reach a lot of our young people. But once you get in there and sit down and listen, those truths can transform from you. That the Apostle Benny Fluellen and and uh, Christ Emmanuel and all the other churches, uh, my church, Freedom Church here in uh, in this area. I mean, there's a lot of churches that have truth for you that will make you free. So you left that setting uh, because the Father wanted to do some other things, and so did I. Brothers and sisters, this sister don't know this. This is my first time saying this to her. But I actually left Christ Emmanuel kind of the same scenario, same situation. It actually started in Texas when I left Christian Outreach Center. And I couldn't go to church. It's not that I didn't want to go to church. I couldn't go to church because of some job issues and stuff. And I I just had to have a way of livelihood. And I just couldn't work on I worked on Sundays. And and at the time, you know, that's, that's where I was going. So... But it was, it was then that I began to wake up and find out that a lot of these churches, not saying Christ Emmanuel or Overflow, right now I'm talking about the, my, my, my journey, a lot of our churches love the Father, and they do have the truth. Is that somebody in the background talking there, sister? No, yeah, uh, I, I made you bigger, and, and the, the, the volume came on, but I cut it off immediately. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, 
anyway, um, make the long story short, brothers and sisters, I have found out that what the Father is trying to do with his church and with his people, a lot of churches is not going to want to address it because it's coming up against the white power structure. And whenever white people feel uncomfortable, it can be an all-black church. They a lot of times will kind of haphazardly deal with the topic. And uh, it's not always that they don't want to obey God. It's just that they feel like this is going to cause problems. This is going to split the church. Is it truth? A lot of pastors will tell you in secret, yes, it is. But they fear a church split or confusion or... You know, because you're saying white and black a lot, my sister. You, you and Brother Seth, y'all saying, that's me, everybody. But they're saying, we're saying black and white too much. That now the new man, there's no no color in Christ. There's no black or white, uh, Sister Monica. There's no Jew or Greek, Sister Monica. So what are y'all talking about? Y'all confusing the people. And what I've been trying to get the body of Christ to know, my brothers and sisters to know, is that we are not dead. When you're dead, that's when you're all spirit. But in the, on this earth, you have to have a last name. You have to have uh, a, a family name. You 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 take a lot of us take pride in our last names. Yes, we do. A lot of us go to family reunions. Yes, we do. A lot of us have driving license. Yes, we do. A lot of us answer to somebody calling our name. Yes, we do. So why do we have such a problem when somebody wants to find a, a more accurate identity in the flesh? So a lot of this is just white supremacy. It's just fear because it don't make sense. It does. Last thing, it doesn't make sense what some of them are saying. And we don't want to hit this all night because we're going to talk about some of those other topics that I've posted. But I do want you to hit uh, overflow, which anybody may have concerns about you leaving or if you even want to talk about it. And what's with the church saying uh, this is all flesh stuff and y'all dividing people? Go ahead, my sister. Well, I don't want to let – me, let me be very clear. And this is what I love. I love to talk. I love to discuss. I'm sorry to cut you off again. Purcell, you're back, and so just jump in whenever you want. I know you say you just want to ride, but just know you can't jump in. Mute us when you're not talking. Go ahead, brother, sister. Okay, I just love to talk. I believe when we talk and dialogue that there's a communication of knowledge, a sharing of minds, sharing of hearts, and then there's the truth from the Most High. When two or three guys together in his name, he is in the midst. That's just not for prayer. That's not just for worship. That is like whenever we're together and we, we, we are followers of the way, and I'm taking, you'll notice that I'm taking my, my terms as much as possible because I'm still learning. I'm still converting because I've had years under one system, and so now I'm coming under to know the, the value and the value of using Hebrew, right? So I try to translate as I go, and I don't know everything. In fact, it's very little, but I try to use what I know because if you use what you know, you'll build, you know, and so that's what I love. I don't want to speak in terms of any uh, church uh, individual con- congregational um, uh, existence. The, the, the Most High called me out of the church system, the system of the church, not a particular – well, it was a particular church because everybody's at a particular place, but it is a system – of, of of church where he calls me out of and into 
himself, which is the kingdom. And before he called me out, I didn't mention this person, but this person has had an extreme, and it's always people who are, uh, I say he's apostle, um, Stephen Darby. Stephen Darby, Vivian Fry, and Paula Price. That's what I live through right now. Um, these are apostles. They set foundations. He and, and, and I believe Stephen Darby is actually a prophet. Um, I, I begin to just eat up his videos, eat up his knowledge. And so I recognize that uh, there was, or the Holy Spirit taught me in our learning and our living, because he's a, he's a most high God. He's our Elohim who walks with us. And so he began to show me that church is a system. It is a system of practices and operations, destiny, foundation, built by Eastern Roman papacy and Roman Emperor Constantine. So I'm talking about the Catholic Church and, and Constantine, who was the Eastern Roman Empire in 70 A.D., who 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 um attacked Hebrews as it says in scripture and drove them out with the with the Western Roman Empire. So it was built by men and I started to ask questions. Why would the most high choose a heathen? A heathen, someone who practiced paganism, witchcraft, idolatry, why would he choose a person like that to shake his people, to teach his people. That doesn't sound like him because he's holy. And so when I begin to study uh, it on this vein or in this, 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 this pathway, I started with understanding who is God. And I came to find out that God is a title. It is a position, but that's not his name. And then I came to find out they tend to hide his name so we would not use his name. The Hashem, the, the name. They change it to just the name, right? They change it for the tetragrammaton. And so and so we don't even call him by name. So I begin to study his name. I begin to study his origin. And so then that took me to the Torah or the Tanakh. That is the old covenant, and in Christianity today, that is disregarded as not as important as the New Testament. Let me say this but really quick. I want you to finish. Uh, uh, if you can hold on just a second, I wanna, I wanna. You just said something so powerful, and I don't want to lose people that don't study the Bible, don't halfway go to church, and when you say the words textual grammaton or textual grammaton. A lot of people don't know what that means. That's theology school for a lot of people. So what she is saying, and she can explain it. Actually, I'm going to let you explain it. But I'll just give everybody a quick version. You can get into it a little deeper if you want. But when they went to translate the Bible, brothers and sisters, what she's saying is that the Father's name is so holy, and I am not talking about Yeshua. I want us to understand something. I am not talking about Yeshua, who we worship. All power in heaven and earth has been given to. We're not talking about him right now, though. We're talking about his father, the one he spoke about very often. Remember he said, if I do anything of myself, it's not true. 
I do what I see the Father do. I speak what I see the Father speak. The same person that rose him, raised him from the dead by the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the Father. So when we say the Bible talks about the name Jah, actually, let me just say with the textual grammatical uh, or grammatical, some people say, it's Yod, Hav, Wave, Hav. There was four letters when they came upon the name of the Father. Y-H-W-H, holy, and the people that translate the Bible was afraid to say the name. But if you know the Father, you shouldn't be afraid to say the name. Now, some people right. say Yahweh. Some people say Yahuwah. So there's all types of interpretations of what those four letters mean, but that is the Father. That is not the Son. Now, the Bible says y'all should call him name Jah. So when you say Hallelujah, it actually, the last three letters in hallelujah is J-A-H, but the reason why nobody say the word hallelujah, hallelujah, is actually what the Bible says, but the reason why they don't say the J is because there's no J in the Hebrew, they say Yah. So us so-called Israelites, and I want to get something very serious, and we're going to go back to our sister. Again, we've tuned into the Five Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. I have the ambassador on the line, Ambassador Purcell Porsche from Cincinnati, in Cincinnati. As well as actually two two people from Cincinnati right now, and this is a prophetess again, Monica Keenan in the house. And brothers and sisters, this is what we've been doing since 2011. We bring on the co-hosts. It's not that many these days, but uh, when we see the network, that's what we talk about. So again, I want to thank y'all for tuning in tonight. Those of you uh, uh, in the house, I do see uh, old pastor of mine, uh, uh, actually uh, one of my spiritual mothers. Uh, Pastor Rose King is in the house. I do honor you, my sister. And then Miss Druma, Sarah Israel. I normally don't call our names on these um, Facebook lives because so I'm going to miss somebody. Somebody will get offended. Lori Timms, uh, and again. Um, so we just want to thank you all for tuning in. And a lot of people come late. So I don't know why after 30, 40 minutes I've done, I get more people in. But I just want to thank you all for tuning in to the Facebook live tonight. Seem like I have had over at least a hundred views on every single one of these Facebook lives. This is new to me. I've only been doing this like two months, and we've had one, a couple of them that's in the over the thousand. And I know Facebook. I'm just saying when we bring on our guests, Facebook literally erased a show, a uh, sister, where I was going through the scriptures, combing the scriptures, showing African Americans and really everybody because God is doing nothing. Most High is doing nothing just to African Americans. I don't believe that. If it's truly God, if it's truly Yah, if it's truly Yahweh, or if it's truly uh, Yeshua, if it's truly, again, what the Father is doing on the earth, it's not just going to be no black people. I despise people categorizing this as a black movement. So I want to go back to my sister, and I want to hit it a little harder, sister, because a lot of people say this. This is what I went to with a lot of pastors and laymen. Brother, the new man is who the father is seeking. He is seeking the spiritual Jew, not the natural Jew. He is speaking the, seeking the spiritual Jew because you have to remember, I had somebody tell me, you have to remember, Israel knew who they were. They knew they was Jews, sister. Prophets Monica, Israel knew who they were. They was rebellious, so rebellious. Yes. Yeah. Slave ships scattered them. One more point, real quick. 
So how y'all figure you're going to preach who we are in the flesh, and that's going to be a solution. And that is a very good point. And that's one of the most intelligent points I've had come out at me. It's like, what are you doing? We're supposed to be getting people in Christ. This is what I tell them. Long time ago, the convention, real quick, real quick, at, in Tulsa, ORU or Roberts was close enough for me to toss a pen and hit him. The name of the summit was Blacks in the Bible. I just met with Jefferson Edwards. I went over his house. Ben Kinslow was in the back. I only mention those names to let y'all see the type of people that was at this this, this convention. Uh, sister, do you know Ben Kinslow and Oral Roberts? You know those people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jefferson Edwards, ORU, I think this was the Navy Center, one of the centers in uh, Tulsa. We had a convention called Blacks in the Bible. And Isaiah Thomas had his choir from Fort Worth, and I was the first question. I said, I have problems with the name of this conference. Ambassador Purcell Prochet and Sister Monica Keenan. I have problems with the name of the conference. I said, the reason why I have problems with the name of the conference, Blacks in the Bible is the name of the conference. I said, I don't have problems with finding Blacks in the Bible. I have a problem finding whites in the Bible, and everybody clapped. See, the reason the nation of Islam grows, swells up, the reason why the Hebrew Israelites, which I'm not associated with the Hebrew Israelites, I'm not with them at all. I do not believe we're under the law. I believe that if we obey the Holy Spirit, we're going to keep more than those 613 laws. I distanced myself from the Hebrew Israelites. Yes. Just like Bishop Mason, who taught in his early teachings, we were the Israelites. Denmark Vaxi, Prophet Crowder in the 1800s. There are millions of people that's been declaring African Americans are one, one of the lost tribes of Israel. This is not no new movement. We just fell and bumped no. our head. We got hit by a snowstorm of white supremacy. Again, whites that are listening to my show, if you listen to any at the time, you know no brother holler about loving white people more than brother said. I know no hate. Indian people listening on, because I'm talking to the world. I know Indian people listen because they're in my work and want my job. I know they listen. So this is not just to black people. So these folks y'all see on YouTube Miss me with them. I'm about love, and I'm about walking in the spirit, and I am for that new man. I am about pushing people and getting people in the kingdom by way of the gospel. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. However, your babies are asking questions. Why do they hate us, as Sister Keenan just said? Why do they hate us? Why are we in America in the first place? I have been, I'm over 60 years old. I have never met one single person, pastor, leader, deacon, politician, and I'm very serious, that can answer this question. That can answer this question, Sister Ken, Apostle, I mean, uh, Ambassador Purcell Purcell, I have never met someone that answered this question. Why do we have it seven times harder? Why do we have it so much harder? than our white brothers and sisters who we love. Why? Well, because we are obedient, disobedient. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? 
African Americans are the most spiritual people in this country. We're the most forgiving people. I don't know y'all don't like Farrakhan. I don't endorse everything he said, but the man said something one time that was profound. And then we're going back to our sister, our guest tonight. He said, we are a good people. The only people we mistreat is our, each other. We don't harm nobody else. African Americans is by far the most spiritual people in this country. Why do they have it harder? I've asked that question. 24 countries. I don't know how many cities. Nobody can answer that. They'll say something like this, well, we special. Well, wait a minute. I got a white brother, white sister right here beside me. You think that's going to fly good with you saying we special? You can't just say we special. That's, that sounds racist. What are you trying to say? Our white brother and sister ain't special? That's the best it gets, sister. I want to know your feedback or thoughts on, I've said a lot, uh, and again, you're our guest again, everybody. We want to thank you for tuning into the Five Song Network tonight, broadcasting on both Facebook Live and Blog Talk Radio. And we have sister, uh, the one and only, Prophetess Monica Kenan of Cincinnati on the line tonight. Go ahead, my sister, what say ye? Okay, Sister Monica, I think she dropped. Uh, Apostle, um, excuse me, I don't know why I want to keep calling you Apostle, but Ambassador Priscilla Prochet, you've heard a lot. Why the sisters calling back? Uh, what say you? Well, Seth, uh, what I realize at this point uh, of my understanding uh, of this topic um I realize this is a very loaded topic. It's loaded because it's controversial. And it's controversial because it is so sparsely taught. Um, For so long, we were taught the European way. So, so long, we were taught... uh, the white supremacist way we were uh we had the white supremacist ideology poured into us for so long how is it that you can't how is it that you wouldn't be talking about african americans how is it that you wouldn't be or wouldn't follow the the pattern of the white supremacist ideology. Uh, how is it that you wouldn't be governed by that way of thinking? Um, at this at this point, they're actually trying to erase our history, even out of our schools. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on for sale. There's a little noise. Sister, uh, I see you're back. Uh, uh, sister, you're back live. So watch your line. We'll bring you on after, after the ambassador gets done. Again, uh, you're back. I see you back. So we'll bring you back on after. She dropped everybody, and so she called back. Go ahead, Purcell, and then we'll, come, we'll go back to our guest. Yeah, I was, I was just saying, we right today, they're trying to erase or negate our history, even in our school system now. Um, And it's because 
This is what I believe. I believe that these things were hidden from us by them because they knew it. Absolutely. They knew the veracity of it. Absolutely. So, and they knew the impact it would have on our psyche. Absolutely. Uh, they knew that it would it would um, it would take away or it would loosen their grip. So um, it's a very, very touchy, very, very touchy subject. But the interesting thing is we have several Caucasian uh, pastors and teachers and prophets who are now uh, sounding the alarm, you know? Yes. They're sounding the alarm. And they're they're actually revealing this truth. Absolutely. And, Purcell, you know what? I believe, and I've got to tell people, I love the church. And that's why I say miss me with a lot of these people that call themselves Hebrew Israel. Let me get something straight, brothers and sisters. You Israelite African American. You don't never have to accept it. Never. According to the flesh now. You are a Jew. Israelite. Case closed. You don't ever as an old pastor of mine used to say, Bob Nichols, whether or not you ever write the check, the money's in the bank, of course he was talking about what we inherit in Christ and so forth. But, folks, nations of the world, a, a gentleman by the name of Miles Monroe once said something. If you don't know the purpose of something, yep. you might abuse it. You will abuse it. Yeah, abuse it. That goes for the African American themselves. Our women don't understand why we're dysfunctioning. They love us. They're going to die with, for us by our side. But a lot of them, especially without this truth, I think African-American women, and we're going to go back to our guests. We're coming to you. Prophetess Monica Keenan. This is what I believe. I think our women love us, respect us, but I don't think they see us equal to the white male in might, in knowledge, equally. I don't think they do. And I don't think they can in this system. So I think this is a lot to do with why a lot of black men don't go to church. Now, churches that boast, i got 15 black men and you got 200 women, that's a failure to me. You see, the Bible was wrote by men. What happened? I, I love the nation of Islam to a certain degree. I love them as people. But I don't think Farrakhan would be known if the church would address some Let me explain something really quick, and I'm, and I'm coming to my guests. I, the father gave this to me years ago. Anytime the church vote on anything, it's going to have an effeminate agenda. And black women is doing everything they're supposed to do. 
I give them A+. Plus. I'm not going to throw our sisters under the bus. They're doing what they're supposed to do. If you ask them what they think of this, that, and the other, they're going to tell you out of their spirit, and some of them are close to God and all of that. They've done everything they can do. The problem is the men are not there. And, and I used to blame the men and think the women just more spiritual and they love God more and all that. The Lord showed me that's one of the biggest lies I ever told. I'm going to tell you all something. Men want God. And I'm going to tell you all something that you probably ain't going to believe when I tell you this. Men want God more than women. Men want truth more than women. And it's going to sound a little harsh, but i got to say this. I've been saying it for years. I'm not just saying it just tonight. I always say this. If your church is not full of mostly men, there's something wrong with the message. Or maybe not wrong. Let's not use the word wrong. Something is missing in the message. The women need to keep doing what they've been doing. Give them an A+. But I just think a lot of topics, just like this topic, why come this topic calls pastors to be silent? Not just pastors, though. I'm not about to throw the body of Christ under the boat. Under the, I'm not about to throw shade because we do that too much. It's colleges throwing. It's colleges that ignore this. It's education institution. It's it's all types of other religions. Hindu I ain't letting y'all off either. You Indian people, you're not talking about this either. And it's a billion of you. It's more than a billion of you. Chinese quality. Y'all not talking about it. I shouldn't say that. I'm not trying to put them down. But everybody's quiet. Or like the sisters were saying, why do they hate us? But I want to talk about it. Black men, I found out something. They will flood your churches if you deal with their pain. Yep, 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 yep. I've been saying a lot. Sister, what say you? Yeah, I, 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 let me just, um, oh, it's so much here. Um. That is true. I I do well. You have to deal. Let, let me deal with this. Um, these are my opinions, my thought, my research, right under the Ruach Hakodesh, the Spirit of the Living God, the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah. The church is a system created by man. It will never be the vehicle for the end time gathering of millions. Never. Because it is not to gather in a four-walk system. See, getting back to Scripture, when Yeshua came, uh, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, when he came, he said, it's, it's now a building not made by man. So there's so much in the Holy Writ that is looked over. We are actually blind, or people are actually blind to what is written right there because of witchcraft. See, we can't study this outside. This is the thing. This is how you know it's not just about black people. This is about the word. This is about the most high. This is about his yeah. kids. This is about his people. This is about everything about him because the enemy of our soul, the adversary, 
Satan, Hasitan, he is the duplicator of everything the Most High created. There's nothing original in him. So he knows that there is a body of Christ for those who've been called out. So he created the church. A little bit of truth and a lot of mixture, a lot of idolatry. That's why it can never be the vehicle of the Most High for millions to come in during the last day because it is Babylon. Okay. It is now, ho- let me say this because a good host will ask questions. And again, everybody, yes. if y'all want to chime in and ask the sister questions. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. If y'all want to chime in, I want to ask her something I know y'all are wanting to ask her, but I want to give the phone number out to those that want to call and make a say hi or give a comment. The phone number to call our show tonight, and everybody will be able to hear you on Facebook Live and Blog Talk Radio. It's 914, it's right there in front of you on the promo, 205-5590. One more time, 914-205-5590 is right there in front of the promo. And I think what is people are afraid to speak out on Facebook Live because on Blog Talk Radio, we get questions from time to time. But I've been getting too many questions. But, Sister, I want you to name some of the things in the churches you're talking about because I don't want people here when you start talking about the church and you're not saying how, again, I know we're talking about sacred cow, my brother. I'm talking about that vehicle. But it's not, I'm not talking about the body of Christ. I'm not talking about the ecclesia, the called out one. I'm not talking about the followers of the way. I'm not talking about the believers. I'm not talking about the kings and priests or in the order of, uh, of Yeshua and who is the king and priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. I'm talking about a church which is a medieval word that's of German origin. Mm-hmm. How did a word with German origin that's medieval get into the New Testament? Critical thinking. It's a system. That's why they never wanted us to read. That's why when they took us from the land of then uh, Africa, which probably wasn't then, of Africa, they, 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 well, before we got on the boat at the edge of Africa, they baptized us into the Catholic Church. Catholic means universal church. Everywhere is that church. Church. It's something they did to every people group. They baptized them into that church thing that is Catholic. Do you understand what I just said? It's a system. And the system is tied, and I always hear this word in my spirit, to indulgences. I'm going to look that up as I'm talking. I hear that word, which is money. You know, in the medieval time, they paid an indulgence like it's a luxury, a payment for sin. Okay. Let's do this because I know I have callers, uh, listeners, and I'm watching the program. Oh, yeah. Again, y'all can call and speak with the sister. Don't be scared, y'all. But I've got to do this because we have a gentleman on, uh, Purcell, the ambassador Purcell Per se. He talks a lot about the church. And we love, we're not like, that's why I say miss us with this whole Hebrew-Israelite movement. Not the whole movement, but a lot of these people out here spewing, hey, we're not with them. 
It all starts with love, yeah. brother Seth. And we darn so ain't no. under the law. We definitely ain't under the law, but we keep laws. It's a difference. We're not justified by the law. We're justified by the blood of Christ. So, having said that, my sister, you sang a lot. And Ella Shure, he reminds me, you remind me of a, of a co-host we have on by the name of Ella Shure, a.k.a. Gary Ellison. Now, what he says is a lot of the things you think. And I say this to him. Break it down. Show us. Give us an example of something that's in the called church. Hold on. And virtues are called at once. Here's something instituted that wasn't a part of the way. Give us an example. Two examples. One example is this. The cross. Christianity, quote, unquote, which is a created religion by Constantine and the council that came together in, is it 364? 365 counts, I can look that up. Um, they created religion because he did not want the Emperor Constantine, who was Roman, the Eastern Roman Empire, he saw what happened in Western Rome and how the Western Rome had to drive out the Hebrews out of Jerusalem because they were upsetting everything because their their allegiance to the Most High. Because when Yeshua came, he brought them back to their center. Yes. Right? He spoke to the Babylonian Jews who were ruling Herod and the Pharisees. And so, so that's what I say. You can't study the word outside of history. And so with, see, uh, Constantine didn't want that problem in the West, in the Eastern uh, Roman Empire. So he said we, they already worship idols. They already had their gods. They already did Mizra, uh, uh, the, the, the women gods. They, they are Isis. Oh, that's, that's Hebrews. It's the same gods, whatever country you go to. But um, he said, let's take things that we do and let's mix it in and create this one religion where everybody's comfortable, right? Everybody's just comfortable. And it won't be a whole lot of backing against our system. So that's what they did. So why would the Most High call him to do that to create Easter? I'm like, come on, come on. <laughs> My God. Who are we serving? And so when I say church, the cross, the cross is a T, the cross of Talmud, Talmud. Even you read the scripture, um, oh, and Tammuz is like um, uh, Tammuz in the Bible. He's a uh, he's a god. I think he's a, uh, the god Tammuz. He was the son, if I'm not saying, uh, of Nimrod. He was um, he was the first man. Nimrod was the first man to lead the opposition against the Most High after the flood. Tammuz was a son, and it's always like they cried for the God of Tammuz. He was a God of fertility. He was a God of new life through harvest, um, the powers of the spring. So that's really what Easter is. The cross represents Tammuz. Because for real, it wasn't a cross. It was probably more a stake that Yeshua was placed on, impaled. Okay, then give us another. Give us. Be, 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 okay, folks, just, also, I, know that, I know there's more there, but I just want just to. Yeah, that was good. So, that was good. So, so you're not saying he didn't die. Yeah, hold on a second. Just for the record, everybody, y'all heard. He definitely died for our sins. He definitely. But he was more like a mistake. That was good. So he's not. she's not taking away from the crucifixion or like that. She's just saying, that was good, my sister. Give us another one. I yeah, want people to study. To pursue God, like, I want to know what she's talking about because I don't believe God. Tell me, Holy Spirit, because I want to know because I don't believe. And so then just the church, again, I told you, 
It is a German medieval word. Ask yourself the truth. How did a medieval word get into the New Testament? Okay, let's do this. Let me do this because you hit that, and that that gives them enough ammunition to go study that. I want to also ask you this because, remember, I want – we don't have to talk about all these topics I put out because I did put out a lot now I think about it. But y'all hear she is kind of hitting – she as in Prophetess Monica Kim, who is our guest tonight, is firing away, and we're going to keep her firing away. I like what she said, so there's, y'all got some homework to go check out. That's really good. Now, I want to talk about the big snowstorm, and I want you to hit this in your way. I've talked about it to death. What snowstorm are you talking about, Brother Seth? I'm talking about the whitewashing of the scriptures. So where if I tell if I this to all of our listeners right now, close your eyes and think of our Savior, and think of Him feeding five thousand, and throw in a few angels in there also. Close your eyes and think. If y'all was honest, you're gonna tell me that the Jewish people were white in your mind, or are you gonna say they was olive? Neither could be further from the truth because whites haven't always, and white people, please hear me, so-called white people, I hate to call you that because I don't like, I think white and black was created as a social construct. I don't think God acknowledged white and black. So just know That's that. That's So, So yeah. let me just say this. Whites, please listen. And it's going to take some of you to reach some of our people because they have too much belief in some of y'all to even believe us tonight. So that's why I ain't trying to hate on no white people because we need y'all to go your own way and share the same things we're saying. So there was a big snowstorm, brothers and sisters. Everything got whitewashed. Y'all know about them knocking off the nose of the Sphinx and all that and, and burning down libraries. Well, there was a reason for that. And I think the fathers, the Bible says that the father would hiss to the nations of the north. You better listen to me. The Bible says that God will call the nations of the north down to Jerusalem and utter his judgment against the people. He scattered those dark-skinned people to the four corners to people that came down from the north. Lake, the people of Lake from the north, is white. They haven't always been white. White people as a nation is fairly new. Like I said real quick, we're going to go back to the sister. Here we are in history here, this finger. Here is when white people was created, and here is Adam. From here to here, thousands of years, thousands of years, and thousands of years, and thousands of years, and thousands of years. How could the Jews be olive when we had all these thousands of years and a lot of mixing, a lot of melanated people? People not always live up north. Don't believe the hype. As great as all those kings supposed to be in Europe, Europe hasn't always been around. White people haven't always been a nation. So white people, I, I say this all over the world, I'm going to say it again tonight. Y'all need to come off your high, high, high horses and understand that when you're looking at us, you're more close to DNA related to some of us, some of the white people across the street from you, because you are Africans. All are from the motherland. We call Africa back then, and you just happen to have less of this earth. That's all melanin is, according to science, is earth. So you have to understand, civilization could not have begun it was in Europe at all. So what am I trying to say? There has been a whitewashing of our faith, and it's a reason 
to accommodate the people that would come and rule the earth. They had to tell the lies. They, Sister Monica, you said, why do they hate us? The hate is needed. The lies were needed for a season. God came against us to allow a people to be used of the enemy to break down not just African Americans or not just the Jews, but the whole world. Yes, I believe those slave ships came as a prophet. But our white brothers and sisters need to understand. Because this is what I learned, sister, and I'm going to come back to you. This is what I understand. If we do not have this history, and you look at those so-called white man and the white woman, you can't help but to worship them. Now, you may not say, I worship you, oh, holy. You may not sing it, but we, we see them more powerful than what they are. God was behind them for a season to bring down not just Jews or Israelites, but the whole world. Else, how does one finger rule, how does 10% of the world rule 90% of the world? How does this one finger control all these people? If you don't know God is behind them, it looks like they're more powerful than they are, and that is the pure definition of white supremacy. So if you don't know African Americans are Jews or Israelites, and you see us acting out the scriptures, actually, you see us misbehaving, you don't even know the scriptures, we will be mistreated by you. And this is why good white people, good white people, become racist or become paternalism, uh, racist, racist called paternalism, where they say, I love black people, and they do love us. Some people say, no, they don't. Yes, they do. But their love is like a, it's paternalism. They feel like, I We're know children. what's best you. get a lot of whites that treat us like, I know what's best for you. And some of them would actually die for us back in the day, back way back in the day. They did die for some of those blacks. But, they, but their love wasn't pure. Just because you love somebody means you love them the healthy way. A lot of our whites do want to be with us, worship with us, but their relationship is not, it's not healthy because they don't understand why we're misbehaving. And like Miles said, if you don't understand something, you're bound to abuse them. So it's the same way with our people on our people. We're abusing each other, black women abusing black men, black men abusing black women, because deep inside we don't understand why we're misbehaving when we're just simply fulfilling prophecy as Israelites. Go ahead, my sister, then we're going to go back to the ambassador. We're going to take a little short break after that. Go about five minutes, please. Okay. Let me just point this out real quick, something else about the church. The church has um, false feast days. The feast days of the church are uh, Easter. Christmas, y'all, Halloween, you know, we call it, what we call it? We call it something else, Harvest Festival. That's a demonic holiday. All of those are yeah. demonic. Yes. Yes. Of the Lord yes. Earth is Leviticus 23. But what we've done with Leviticus 23, we've taken the first fruits and as the church. The church has collected money from people saying it. They they don't keep any other feast day, but they will keep the fruit the feast day of first fruits and collect money from the congregation and put it in their pocket. Yes, yes. Let God be true and every man a liar. Wow. Let God be true and every man a liar. Wow. They don't they don't do nothing with the feast days. The Sabbath. 
I have a a a a, a, a edict. The Catholics they 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 issue bull edicts, which is a statement from the papacy, from the Pope. This is their statement of truth. They said we took over the Sabbath and made it Sunday because we are God. It's a bull edict. I'm just gonna tell you, do you study? Let me ask they you this. Over the, Let how me do you ask keep you. the nine and not the Shabbat and not Saturday rest? It, it me, is not going to be by all. I'm just starting on this walk. All I do is unplug from have-tos and must-dos and pl- give God a whole lot of time. Sometimes I sleep well. Sometimes I study, read, pray. I keep Sabbath. Let and have I ever gone to a service? Yes, I have. But I keep Shabbat. I keep Sabbath. Can I ask you a question? Because this is where I'm at with that. And I get into it with a lot of our so-called Hebrews, like brothers again, brothers and sisters again. If you're African American, it don't matter if you don't keep a feast day or Sabbath. You Israel, you just don't know. You just don't know, and what you don't know is not a sin. It's wickedness if you don't, if you're doing things that's against the Father. But you can't sin is when a man know and he don't do. So let me get something straight. I wanna, I wanna say this to to the people that keep Christmas because some people. I want to know what you say about this system, and don't pull no punches. Yes, you might guess, but disagree with me. I want people to see that this ain't no cult. We ain't just, oh, we don't always agree. Brother, uh, Ambassador Purcell Perche, who we're going to go to after, after you finish here, he and I disagree on some stuff. I believe this. If people want to honor Christ on the 25th, I don't think the Father say, I can't accept that, because the origin of this is blah, 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 blah. In your heart, in your heart of hearts, if you're honoring Christ and you're not into the paganism, which sometimes it's hard to do that on the 25th because of what everybody else is going to get caught up. But I make sure ain't no paganism nowhere near my house on the 25th. It is not a problem to exchange gifts. It's a celebration. Every celebration often involves exchanging gifts. I'm not going to lose my mind because what the original origin of Christmas, I don't like Easter. I, I darn sure celebrate the resurrection of Christ, but not just on Easter, it's every day. So I don't like the word Easter because of it being a goddess. I like celebration day or something. So I'm just saying because of what happened is there are people sister that really, really worship Christ on the 25th and that really, really worship or honor the resurrection on, and I know pastors that will not say Easter. So what I'm trying to say is I just don't want to, because what happens like on the Shabbat, for instance, here's another reason. I disagree with a lot of our Hebrew Israelites. That's why I say you, we're Israelites whether we accept it or not. How you go and worship the Father, you had better listen to everything that's being said tonight. But, again, we're justified not by works anyway, but by the faith in Christ because God got tired of us dropping the ball. None of us can keep the law like we think we can. So he said, you're justified. The just shall live by faith. Now, I believe that if we obey the Holy Spirit, we're going to wind up keeping more laws dietary laws, if we really, 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 really obey the Holy Spirit. That's what I believe. 
Now, about the Sabbath, this is just where I'm at, and I want you all to see how different we are. When Purcell talks, he may say something even different. I believe that we should be worshiping on Saturday, but I don't think that God is upset with those that worship on Sunday because it's pure worship. I don't think he's upset with any pure worship. And by the way, what are those same people on worship that worship on Sunday doing Saturday? Worshiping. What are them same people doing on Friday? Worshiping. Now, I do believe as Hebrew Israelites, those of us that find out we're Jews, last thing, last thing, I believe it's, a, it's just wise to keep the traditions. This is our culture as Israelites. We worship, come together in an assembly form on that day. But the father always had problems with rituals. He always wanted that spiritual Jew, that one whose heart has been born again. He even wanted that when they, you got to understand, he never wanted one day. He wanted all the days. I am no, I can't be holier on Sunday or Monday. I can't be holier on Saturday. Not working. I can't be holier because the Bible tells me I'm supposed to be always enjoying a Sabbath. Now listen, he talks about this rest. We never got the revelation of. So I think Sabbath is a little deep. I think those people was rebellious and didn't give him no time. He, de- he demanded a day. And he demanded they do it forever. But what happened if you're sold out to Christ every day? Are you holier on Sunday or on Saturday? If you're sold out, really sold out. Are you more holy on Wednesday or on the Shabbat if you're really sold out? You see what I mean? That was a spiritual thing. The Bible talks about those being types and shadows. But as soon as I say that, somebody's going to accuse me of, well, you don't believe it. All I'm trying to say is there's a spiritual application for the feast days. There's a spiritual application for the Sabbath. Physically, should we be gathering on? I think we should. I think we should be worshiping on Saturday. But I don't think the Father said to Sunday worshiping. Oh, I can't handle it. No. I think he accepts it. Let's say you, my sister, and then we go to the ambassador. Okay, that was a lot, brother. I'm just going to read John 4 and 24. Um, God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm going to let everybody break down the word spirit and everybody break down the word truth. Once you know the truth, my question to you is, what do you do with what you know? Now, something else, and I, I use that to address what you said. Something else. When you talk about... Uh, Easter, we're talking about um, we're talking about God and goddess worship. We're talking about the Celtic religion. We're talking about paganism. When we talk about Christmas, we talk about the Celtic religion. Jesus was born in September, not in December. But the Tammuz worship from even the first century church and before was done on December 26 when he was born. So they've interjected Christ and Tammuz together. And when you study the Romans and the gods they worship with, like Mithra, his worship, which is really, they say, it's Tammuz, was also in December 25th. And the Roman soldiers worshiped them underground, Mithra, and built churches on top of those underground worship um, uh, 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 caves. So it's so much here. 
Yes, I believe once you know the truth, this is the way I live my life. Everybody has to live it the way they want, and on that day, as long as they know they're accountable to the Most High. Once I know the truth, he, he then expects me to live it, and I'm going to live it before him as much as possible, and whatever I give up in this world system, I will let it go for him because it is like dung to me. I think I heard Paul say something like that. Hmm. It is like dung to me. So I give up all that. We talk about the Christmas tree, talking about Tammuz again. He was major, major Tammuz, we talk, the, the ball. And, and the Bible tells you um, don't put up evergreen trees. Just do the research. And don't be using those modern translations because they wrote, some of those are what people say the word means, they what it means. They tell you right there, don't use message, don't use passion Bible. Now, let me tell you something. The, the balls that are on trees, those are the balls, the genitalia as Tammuz. Let me ask you a question. I, I, I want you to stay there. I'll say, brother, let me go on because you did a lot of talking a minute ago to justify some stuff. And that's on no. you. But I got you. I got you. But I keeping, want to ask you a question. I want to keep going. Keeping, I promise you. Keeping Shabbat and keeping Shabbat is a part of the ten, which I choose to do when I learn that the ten were all viable. Now, I do go occasionally to some church services, quote, unquote, because I can't call them nothing else because that's what they call it in this world system. So I do yeah. try to use worship services, but I just use church so everybody understand what I'm saying. I go to some well, worship well, hold services. Hold on a second. Before you build, you build it, you build it. I keep the bot. Gotcha. And I'm learning to keep it more and more. The Holy Spirit said, don't make it a law. Otherwise, he said, I can't use you. And I said, okay. So I honor him by plugging the most that I can out of having to and must do and plugging into him more time in prayer. And I'm not talking about congregational public. I'm talking about private and personal. More hours in prayer, more hours studying before him, more hours talking before him, resting my mind, meditation, rejuvenating myself. That's let, me not your, let me ask you a question. I, I want you Wait, to finish I really do. I really do. And I'm not I'm not about to do a, a, a what they call it, you know, filibuster. I just got a question. I just got a question for you. I have when a it talks also. about the tree, what was that pronounced? Well, don't tell me. Just ask your question, brother. No, I'm asking a question right now, but I just got some Purcell thought was saying. So what were you saying, Purcell? I, I just said I have a question also. I, so my question is about passion translation. Okay, let me ask my question, then you ask your question. And, and sister, you the, you the guest, and we're going to take a little short break, everybody, and then we're going to keep on rolling, y'all. It's going to be a long show, a little longer than we thought. So I'm going to take a little break. We always do take a little break, and we're going to come back and wrap up. But I just want to ask you a question. You're right. We are caught up in paganism on the 25th. It's supposed to be Christ's birthday, and there's so much paganism. Nobody think about Christ. Even I've heard people, even I would say to my wife, okay, it's all about Christ. By the time we get to open up gifts, and there's nothing wrong with giving gifts. That's not paganism. To give gifts on, and it's nothing wrong with saying I want to celebrate his birthday 
on the 25th, even if it was September. We, if we don't really know what day it was, and we say we want to celebrate, we could celebrate Christ's birthday on July 1st. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get this out real quick. My question is this. What is the spirit behind the balls? What is the spirit behind? If that, In that same chapter, I think in Jeremiah, where it talks about the Christmas tree and the decking it down, they was doing it unto another god. The tree by itself is not evil. No thing of itself gives purpose. It has to be given purpose. The balls by yourself, you're right. You are absolutely right. It does represent the genital right. However, the balls by itself doesn't, it's people don't even know what you just said. It's people been hanging up Christmas trees. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Here's a question. Here's a question. I'm going to turn it over to you. Here's a question. If there are people that hang up a tree and in their heart they ignorant, listen, they can even know what the tree used to be and want to hang up the tree and say, you know what, back in the day they worshiped such and such and such. And such. But I'm going to lift up my tree and I'm going to honor Christ. Who can come behind them and change their heart? Are you done? Yep. <laughs> After what I said, if you want to worship trees, I see. see stop. Sing, see, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you want to do that, the issue is no one can condemn you. But I will say this: this is my life. I will teach truth. I will sound the alarm on the strategies and duplication of the enemy because he said, I will ascend to the throne of the Father. I will be like him. And his whole purpose is to duplicate what the Most High has established, and that's the motif of the enemy, and you still to choose to do something, that's on you. I think I said that. If you on that day, and if the Most High asks you about it, you just give your reason. But for me and my house, I haven't celebrated Christmas in probably like 20 years. And I used to do uh, gifts for people out of obligation. Never felt good about it. Kid you not. Go ahead, Ambassador, and then we come back to this. That's why it is a walk with the King. It is a walk with the Holy Spirit. It's yeah. John 14. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. The last day, they said, mention like darkness rather than light. But if you don't consider yeah. it darkness, that's okay for your decision. But yeah. I will need to step away from my fact of considering it ungodly, just as you yeah. consider it as godly. We just yeah. don't agree. And I can have scripture. So go ahead. Yeah. I, and I'm and I'm with you. I'm with you. I I, I heard you say, uh, "What do you do with the truth that you know?" Right? Um, yeah. You got to either consider it truth or a lie, right? Because yeah. if it's truth, you do it. It's no longer truth. Or is that men hate 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 the light and choose the darkness? Right, ambassador. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know what? There's something. Uh, there's a scripture 
found in the found in the book of Romans, I believe it is Romans chapter fifteen. Um, uh-huh. That says every man must be fully persuaded in his own mind. Oh, right? come on, brother! Now that I believe that mirrors what you just said. If if I don't if I don't perceive it as evil, yep, and I choose to do it. Now here's the thing. Here's the dichotomy, though. Even though I don't perceive it as truth, okay, here's something that I learned. I used to teach a class called um, Social and Emotional Learning. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I learned is I learned two definitions. And the definitions were of the word moral, that's the first word, moral. And then the second definition that I learned was moral identity. Mm. I had never heard of moral identity. Now, when I began to teach this class, I had to become familiar with those terms. Now, what I learned was moral simply means being concerned about right and wrong. That's what the term moral means, okay? Now, when I I learned about this moral identity, moral identity means what you believe is right and wrong. Ah, come on in. Come on. Come on. See? So that, my brother and my sister, that right there is where we are in today's society. We are we are we deal more with moral identity than we do morality. Brother, because with morality you have to have a constant or base of which constitutes morality for you. Yeah. Like yeah. I consider the scripture as creating that constant and base. But those who do yeah. not consider the scripture or think it can be taken off or whatever, then they, that's not their scripture, so they have to go with their identity. Yeah. Yeah. Proverbs now, 21. Let me read this real quick for you. Every way of a man think? is right in his own eyes, but the Lord yep. punishes the heart. Another scripture. You, you see that's what I'm saying? Good. That's good. That's good. That ties, that is actually, um, that is a good marrying of thought. Because that particular scripture uh, um, what's the term that I'm looking for? Explains or demonstrates. That's the word I'm looking for. Demonstrates exactly what we just been talking about. Exactly. Like, brother, mm-hmm. listen, and brother Steph too, Ambassador, listen. One has to decide whether the spiritual realm is real. 
and whether the things that we do in the natural realm have spiritual realm implications, if I do something in the natural realm and I do not believe that it is connected to any spiritual uh, uh, onset power or result, I will do anything, right or wrong, I will just do. But because yeah. my knowledge base and what I've learned knows that this is a system created by the enemy to take away the holiness of the Most High, to take away who he is and what he says and from living a disciplined life. I know yeah. Yeshua didn't have no uh, holiday tree in the yeah. upper room. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nor was he telling yeah. the disciples to go get some eggs and put the eggs out for the kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, like seriously. Yeah. Neither, neither but people choose to do the way of paganism and say, well, at least we worship, we call Jesus on that day. Well, that's the same thing the enemy is doing. We're going to switch it around. We're going to call it Jesus. That's what Constantine did because he knew it would get people to do stuff. But if you choose to do it, that's on you. I never, ever say you got to do what I do, but I will tell you why I do what I do. Everybody yeah. walks with the king. Everybody walks with the spirit. Well, let's do this, uh, uh, sister. Let them, let the ambassador in there, and then we're gonna take a little short break. We'll come back and wrap up, y'all. I got a few more topics I want to hit on. I think I think they hear you, my sister. They hear you, and I hope they hear the ambassador, and I hope they hear myself. I looked at this, looked at this, looked at this, and I remember the father rebuking Israel, and he he rebuked him. He says, "Get this, get these." He, they was keeping these days, but their heart wasn't right. And he rebuked them. They was keeping the Shabbat. And he said, get this out of my face. So I don't think yes. the Shabbat. So keep it hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There are scriptures. Hold on, hold on. There are scriptures where, the, where they was keeping the, it looked good on the outside, on the Shabbat. They was keeping it. Feast day, they was keeping it. But their heart was far from God. All I'm trying to say is, I think we should keep the feast days. I've been saying that since I've been, you know, I just, because it's what it means. It's the spirit behind the feast days. Not even the feast days. There is a way. You can keep some feast days all the time. The feast days are mainly to remind you of who he is and who we are and the covenant. Just like when he said, put the word of God in, on your forehead. We don't wear like the people in Israel, a little old box with a, that's so ridiculous. I can't believe that thousands of people do that. It's ridiculous. You can't read those little papers. In Israel, for some of y'all that don't know, it's, it's people walking around with a little box. That's modern Jews. That's modern That's what I mean by people doing literal stuff and yet they're over there frying on people in the Gaza Strip. My point is, it's the heart. It's what's behind the Shabbat. Right. It's, it's, right. it's what's behind what you're doing on the 25th. It's what it's your heart. No day is evil. Hold, hold, hold on, my sister, hold on. Real quick, real quick, and then we'll go to the ambassador, and then we'll maybe come back to you for a second. We've got to take a little break, though. Cause we definitely okay. want to hear from you. you. You got the mic. 
But I just I just have been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth on the Shabbat, back and forth on the feast day, back and forth. And y'all got to remember your brother started in 1989 saying, okay. no, actually 1981, saying we're the Israelites before probably millions of people saying it. I started, though. This is old, old as the Bible itself. But I've been fellowshipping and trying to keep the feast days and which day is it, and we couldn't agree on the day. And I've seen people keep the Shabbat and their heart wasn't right. I've seen people keep the Shabbat and they what? I've seen people just live holy all seven days, and, and I've come to an agreement. I'm no longer in bondage, especially by the law. I'm justified by faith in Christ because exactly. we mm-hmm. aren't supposed to keep a certain culture. We can't be running to the malls on the 25th and getting all in bondage and, and just throw Christ out the window. She's right. He wasn't born on the 25th. But if you want to say, I want to worship my Savior on the 25th or the 24th or the 23rd, I can't see the Father saying, no, no, it's not. Don't worship me on this day. Now, now, now you can try tomorrow. So I've been going through with the Hebrew Israelites. That's why I say we're all different. If you African-American, yeah, yeah. you Israelite. If you're Ashante, you're Israelite in West Africa. If you're Limba, who live out the scriptures, you're Israelite. Some people argue that the untouchables in Australia. We, we're 12 tribes scattered. And the way you know us is we the ruling over all nations, which no nation is, or we're at the bottom of all the places yeah. we've been scattered. Now, I've said a lot about curses. i got to say when we go to the ambassador. We're taking a break. I do not believe if you obey the Holy Spirit and really have that change of heart where the Father really is Lord of your heart, yeah. no curses, no curses, yeah. no yeah. curses come nigh your dwelling. But your nation... Yeah. Your nation is a different story. Tonight, we're talking about the nation, not so much the individual. We're hitting on it a little bit here and there. Ambassador, and then we'll take a break, y'all. Well, let me say this. Um, I was hoping I wouldn't lose my train of thought. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Oftentimes, what will happen is we will do things out of tradition. And tradition alone is not enough reason to do a thing. Let me tell you let me tell you this little story real quick. And I told this story. Hold on, I gotta remind hold on, hold on, you know what happens, right? Those of you that's listening on Blog Talk Radio, you know what's going on now. The lady just said 90 seconds. What that means, if you want to keep listening to the show, we're going to roll over a little bit. We're only contracted to 10 o'clock Central Standard, 11 o'clock Eastern. So if you want to keep listening, you've got to call that phone number, 914-205-5590. Also, if you want to ask a question, now she says 60 seconds. So anybody with a question or a comment, you need to call. Also, you got 60 seconds to do that. Again, the number to call with a question or comment or to keep listening to the show because you're going to be cut off if, you, if you're listening over the Internet. Now, if you go to Facebook Live, you can keep listening watching us. So go to Facebook Live. But if you want to keep listening to us over Blog Talk Radio, you have to call the phone 914 
205-5590. Go ahead, Ambassador. Okay. I was going to tell this little story um, that I learned of, uh, I learned from Big Ziggler. Any of you have been listening for any length of time, you know I absolutely love Big Ziggler. Zig Ziglar told a story one time about how his mother used to cook the Thanksgiving ham, right? Yes, I love that. So, huh? I love that story. Go ahead. Yeah. He said his mother used to cut the butt end of the ham off every year. And to make a long story short, she, her, her daughters followed suit. Every every year, her her daughter then began to cut the butt of the hand off, and then said he got the gumption one time to ask his mama why she cut the the butt of the uh, ham off. He would ask his sisters, and they 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 say, "Well, I don't know. Mama used to do it, you know. So that's how we do it." So Zig asked his mama. Zig said, well, Mama, why you cut the butt of the ham off all the time? She simply said, well, baby, because the stove wasn't big enough to fit, to fit the whole ham in there. So they followed a pattern that they didn't even understand why they were following the pattern of what she did. Oftentimes, that's what happens with us, especially as believers. If if something is hot or on the internet or on uh, YouTube, or we we will follow suit with it in our local fellowships, just based on what we saw or what we used to do or what Bishop so and so used to do, and all of this is happening, and it's it's fruitless. It's fruitless, and. My reason for saying this is when we when we operate and when we move like that, like you said, we are to do things based on our heart or our love for the Father. Because cause here's, what, here's what's gotten lost in the song. It's the whole idea that it's, it's really all about him. When you start mixing your own stuff into it, then you begin to uh, 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 what Doctor Doctor Lock used to say: you destroy the tentacles of the faith. You begin to weaken uh, its effectiveness, and it becomes powerless. When we just do things out of tradition, there's no power in it. This thing is about the heart. Everything that we do, we, the scripture tells us to do it as unto the Lord. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it said, whatsoever your hands find to do, do it with thy might. In other words, do it with the Lord in mind. Do it like you was doing it for the Lord. But when we just do tradition, just out of just for the sake of tradition, it's fruitless. 
it's fruitless. And it does the body of Christ uh, a disservice, which is why we have the state of the body of Christ that we have today. Because like she said, um, when uh, uh, prophetess made the reference to the scripture that uh, talked about um, uh, men will become lovers of themselves. I think, was that the scripture you referenced? Uh, Proverbs 21, men would do what's right in his own eyes, but, you know. Go, no, go, go, ahead, ahead, go, ahead, for, go ahead and finish up that. Uh, take a little quick break, Priscilla. Go ahead and finish up this when we take a little break. Right, right, right. Wait, that's the point I was making. That's the point I was making. The when we do things out of tradition, even if we're talking about keeping the feast, if you're just keeping the feast out of tradition, then you have you, you have completely lost the veracity of the act itself. There's no fruit in it. You're just going through the motion. Amen. And guess what? Guess what that is? Paganism. Oh, my gosh. That, that is the worship of religion. And you, some people will argue. Yeah, that is, yeah, religion is paganism, too. You don't have to be a god, another god from another nation. If you worshiping, if you on the feast days and you on the Shabbat, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. That is the spirit of adultery, of paganism. It's the same. Personnel, listen, I appreciate that. Listen, guys, we're gonna take a quick little break. Everybody, get your final thoughts together. I just gotta do this. Trust me, I have to do it. And we're gonna come back and we're gonna wrap up. We're rolling over just a little bit. Y'all, I hope y'all are enjoying our guest. She's going to go a little bit more. We're going to get, turn the mic back over there one more time. So, Sister, uh, again, uh, Prophetess Monica Keenan is in the house, and y'all hear her loud and clear. She's not done. Ambassador's not done. I'm not done. We're going to take a little short break. We'll be right back. So uh, let's give it a few minutes, y'all. We'll be right back, Okay. Oh, y'all okay with a break, sister and, and ambassador? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, y'all, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. This is good, I promise you. I, I knew this sister. You know, uh, brother, uh, 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 I'll say this, ambassador, real quick. You told me she was loaded. Yep, yep. And yeah. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Are you a podcaster, YouTuber, lecturer, public speaker, or pastor? Did you know that having your audio transcribed has a panoply of benefits? Transcriptions help you create merchandise, improve your search engine optimization, grow your listenership, viewership, readership, and protect your content from potential shadow banning. If you would like more information, please contact Yoel the scribe at yoelbenyisrael.com. That's Y-O-E-L-B-E-N-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L. 
E-L.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Shalom. God is beating you 
whipping you against you, against black people, I used to even think. Because you will see the reason why we're dysfunctioning or function the way we are, there's a reason. It's prophecy. Everything we do collectively as a people, I used to go on WCVG a long time ago in Cincinnati, and I used to say this. I dare somebody call into this station and prove me wrong. Everything we do as a people, I'm talking about with millions of people doing it, you can find it in the scriptures, even standing on street corners. We are a prophetic people. If the pastors knew that, they would pass us different. If the pastors address that, if the pastors receive that, they're going to go about passing these people a little different. A lot of men are thinkers. I'm not saying women are emotional. Guess I'm coming to you and ambassador I'm coming to you. I'm not saying women are just emotional and they're good for nothing but just being emotional. There's a lot of, you got one on the line right here. Powerful woman of the most high. But a lot of men are thinkers, and this thing just don't make sense. They can smell something ain't right, so they just abandon the whole church. I've been rebuked. I've been, you would think I'm some demon-possessed person the way pastors are so silent to me. I just want to know. So I quit listening to them. That's what the sister's saying. God had to bring her out of the church to show us some things. Because they silent on too many things. And ironically, what most churches, I'm not talking about not just black churches, but all churches, what most churches are preaching and really advocating, why so comfortable with it? Nothing wrong with white people, as long as they're godly people. But when you look up and everything you do appeases whites, listen. Y'all know Brother Seth believed that white supremacy is a philosophy and not a people, so I'm not attacking white people. I'm attacking white supremacy that our church reeks of, churches reeks of. The church is swimming in white supremacy. The body of Christ is swimming in it. Swimming in it. So when I come on here and I say that the Israelites was black, don't I sound racist? Don't I? That's how racist the church really is. That when you say what the what it truly is about, you're not saying that white people are important or you don't love them. You're just saying that that Bible is full of dark skinned people, according to science and the way. And people think, oh, you must have a white people. That's what I mean by. And a lot of our sisters, they don't want to argue. That's why this sister has to come out of a church, because she comes fit in that setting, and and, and, and overflow is a great church. Not put. Listen, I don't know about nobody else, but I don't been under leaders. They still light years ahead of me in some ways. How can I ever put down the people that have raised me? I'm just saying God showed me something major. 
it don't mean that what they have going on at the church. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm against so many of these people that's putting their mouth on the churches, though. It's just this organization of Satan. Now, the sister's right. If you heard her clearly, she wasn't dogging out the true believers that are seeking the most high. you got to really listen to her. Please don't let my show, and I'm going to say my this time. I know I talk about the codes, but I'm the one that started this Fox with Stone Network. Do not misunderstand my sister tonight. She's coming against evil that's infiltrated in our teachings, not the pure teachings of Yeshua or Yah of Israel. Don't get it twisted. Please. Let's go back to the phone lines. All right, Ambassador Persepo, share your line. It's open. Um, Prophetess Monica Keenan, your line is open as well. Uh, I want some. I want to just ask you, sister, if you have any final thoughts. Obviously, we didn't get on some of these things. We said we was going to talk about why African American culture need an overhaul. I think we hit that a little bit. Why does the global church need to know who the real Jews are? I think we got on that. I think we hit that a little bit. Overwhelming proof that African Americans are Israel. We did not hit that. We may have to bring you up for part two, if that's okay. Then we talked about uh, nations that have embraced the real Israelites. We did hit that. Y'all, y'all or the Father's revealing hidden truth to all nations. I think we hit that a little bit. So go ahead, sister. If you want to talk about any of those things I just named, I would appreciate it because that is what the show is, should be about. People are going to be tuning in to hear their uh, particular answer or uh, question or their interest. So if you want to hit any one of those, fine. Ambassador Ditto, same thing. And then if you want to have uh, anything else you missed, and then after that we're going to go to the ambassador. We're going to come back to you for final comments. So, again, any of these you want to tackle, plus anything you have to say, any other things you missed saying, you forgot to say, and then after that we're going to get final words from uh, the ambassador. We're going to come back to you for final words. Please. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, I just want to, um, uh, there's a, a couple of points I think are valid as we talk about the church. You're talking about the global church, uh, the um, the global church. Uh, we, we have to remember that um, when you begin, if, 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 and a lot of people, they don't understand me. I was told someone that um, this, this is how crazy it is, and this is more, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but about uh, principalities and powers of spiritual wickedness in high places. I was telling someone that they're like, "What are you doing now?" And I said, "Well, I um, still worship God, still walk with God. Um, I study, spend time with Him, and I'm yet saved." <laughs> and so, um, and you're in fellowship you know, too. You said you said you're in fellowship too. Huh? You said you are accountable to people too. That's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, let, yeah. Let me just spell something. That's hang. I'm gonna hang that on the loop right here. I'm gonna get back to that. Yeah, yeah. And I have people in my life. I walk with. Well, I'm not walking in isolation. I, I live in in a community of believers that are not just local, but are uh, national. And um, and um, not a lot so much local as it used to be. But <laughs> 
but still valid. That I I, I don't walk alone. Uh, let me just dispel something on that point because uh, a lot of people believe this because they've been taught wrong, and that's what your your point to the, the church and what's going on now. And these are these are um, beliefs that people hold because they've been taught them. It's kind of like the ham butt in the pot uh, that Ambassador was talking about. Uh, number one is that um, the assembling of yourself, forsake not the assembling of yourself together as some some have. Now, when, when, when I first uh, uh, left the organized church, um, a, a couple of people approached me with that with kind of like anger. Like the Bible say, you know, and I was like, whoa. Now, you have to understand, I'm a, an astute study of the word. And yeah. when you study that word symbol and forsake, they're talking about the feast days. It's talking about the feast days. Those were the days of gathering where the seven feast days are the most high, as it is outlined in Leviticus. That's when all the the, the, the Hebrews or Ivrits, because when you really research it, Jews don't exist. When we look at the Ivrits, the, the, the Hebrews, even that, the Ebers, when, when they came together, it was on feast days where they had an actual meal together, as we saw with Yeshua, and um and acts and that's just a glimpse but they came together on feast days which is the taxation remember the new testament coming to jerusalem for taxation those are the assemblies the assemblies that come together for the feast days to worship the lord as we look forward to the messiah and they believed in the messiah as we look at the uh uh but um that's what that means the assemblies the, the seven assemblies of the lord and for sake it's the same Hebrew word that Jesus used when he was hanging on the cross, and he says, Elohai, Elohai, or Elohim, Elohim, Elohai, Father, why are you, my God, forsaking me? This is the first time he had never walked with the Father in his entire life. He felt the darkness and the weight, and he cried out, why have you forsaken me? That's the same word right there, the forsake not, the assembly. So uh, clearly it has no relevance in the uh, common uh, 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 usage of the word. You don't go to church, you forsake the assembly. No, that, 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 that's someone who has not studied the word, that's ignorant, and it must stop. The ignorance must stop. And I just ask everyone to study the scriptures. I just uh, get 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 a good Hebrew dictionary. Study with the Holy Spirit. John fourteen. Jesus says, "I will ask the Father to give you His Spirit, who will teach you all day things." I have to go. I got to break. But before I do, I'm not gonna leave you comfortless. I'm gonna pray the Father. Hallelujah. To give you his spirit who will walk with you, which also dispels the myth. This is why we got to correct things in the church or come out of Babylon and come into what is really called the body of Christ, the ecclesia, the called out one. Let's use the language that describes what Yeshua has set forth and what Yahuwah has set forth in the earth. We, at some point, the original must be valid. We're so far from the truth, and it's, and it's lost in ignorance and misspeaking and wrong teaching. So, so that is just, just a few things important. You know, this whole thing about when we talk to people like, how you doing? And they're a believer. They're following the way. The first thing we ask them is, what church you go to? It is the most ludicrous question 
on the planet. If we really want to show care and concern for our brothers and sisters in Christ, we are to ask, how's your walk? How are you yeah. doing? How are you yeah. feeling? How's your prayer life? You know, how last I talked to you was this. Not where do you go to church, because, again, as some of you have said tonight, that attendance or participation in a building for a service does not connote nor denote holiness and dedication of a life to the most high. That's right. That's right. And prophet Now, anybody can go to a, a, a church, quote, unquote, he called me out to call me in, and I am also fivefold ministry gift, which means a whole lot different that, that I'm not going to go into. Yeah. But but one has to begin to look at where they are. I started with myself and see was I in alignment with the spirit of the Most High, who I am walking with and talking to. Another thing we have to stop doing with the church is to dumb people down. People are not stupid. As leaders, we got to stop saying, well, we got to teach them on kindergarten level because that's the only level they can. That is patronizing, and it's to say yeah. the Holy Spirit teaching grow people up. This is what the scriptures say about milk. What the Paul say? I would talk to you like you was on meat, but you're still on milk. You're not even ready. At what point? See, everything that was still is. There's nothing new under the sun. But at some point, we have to begin, and that's what the value of an apostle is. We must, and a prophet, laying foundation. We must begin to teach people the word of God and grow them up and disciple them into maturity. Yeah. So I'm asking, because I've come into this knowledge. I know it's better than that. I tell people, do what you will. But when you ask me, I'm going to speak, because that's what I'm called to do. I'm called to sound the alarm on false strategies, on false traps of the enemy on falseness, on fakeness, on the gains of the enemy into the lives of God's people to call them out of darkness into light and into the um, the ark of safety in these last days. But we must begin. How do you not begin with who you are? We know we are the only people group in the earth that don't have a solid identity. Those yep. are the transatlantic slave trading diaspora. Yeah. And it's really when we back the Hebrew diaspora. Because you think that's not a plan? All you well, got to do is research Spain. Let Hold me on, let me just, make this one point. All you got to do is research Spain and research Portugal and find out who was the, 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 the spiritual leader over them both and the political leaders who gave them entrance into Western Africa going on down around Ghana and keep going to Kenya. All right. Let me ask you this before Purcell come on, Ambassador Purcell, Purcell come on with his final uh, comments and final, and then we're going to come back to you for a final. We're wrapping up, everybody. Sister, you've said a lot. you said a lot. And I want to try to think about what people would ask. I don't know why people are afraid of Facebook Live. They're not afraid of blog talk radio, but I notice when I've been doing these we don't get that many questions no more. And I know some people aren't, and there's some people I know they ask questions. I know they would ask questions. We was on Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio, nobody can see you. You can just ask your question in that setting on that website. Facebook Live, everybody can hear you, your mama, your daddy, your friends. And I think people are shy. So let me ask you a question that I think people would ask. I think people 
like this message. Some are a little fleshly with it. Some are more, they're not fleshy. They just like the fact that finally, after all these years in America, we found out our true identity. Some people like it. But they think they have to join. They think they have to start. They don't know nothing about the feast days. They feel funny and kind of weird about the Sabbath. And it really, I know it's not based on people and what they think and all that, and I understand. What I try to tell people, I want to I wanna, I wanna tell you what I tell people that are listening to you that are saying, you know what, we could be the people of the Bible. Because that's what they say to me, so what, Seth? What if we are? What does it have to do with my salvation? I'm already in church. That's what they say. What I try to get them to see is this. I was in church when I found out. I was born again, as they say. The Father was using me with many miracles. I tell people all the time, it's my thing. It's a lot of miracles. There's a lot of ways the Father can do stuff. But with me, for some reason, it kind of was always healing. Because I, I read F.F. Bosworth's book, Christ the Healer, and, and I began to start praying for people like left and right. And a lot of people know me from that era, and they expect me to be doing it now. And I'm not doing it like I used to, but I still know the power of the Most High, and He still does do things in my life. But when you get to be older, you get more challenges, more this, more that, and, you, and it's just a relationship is up and down. Make the long story short, people are listening to you, and they want to know, okay, I kind of can see it, sister. What do I do next? I want to give them my answer, and then I want to give them, I want you to give me your answer. And, Brother Purcell, if you want to, you can give me your answer, whatever comment you was going to make, and uh, we'll let you give your final after that, Brother Purcell, and then we'll just come back to our guests and let it wrap up. What I say to people is this, African-Americans, and really all of the nations looking on, if you're a white guy, white person, again, we, see, we hit white supremacy a lot. It's not necessarily white people we're talking about. We're talking about white supremacy, and it's in all of us. Okay, what you can learn out of this, foreigners and everybody else other than us, you need to know who we are so you can handle us the proper way. We are God's chosen people. We're acting out of our minds because we are out of our minds. We are out of our identity. And when you don't know who you are, you're going to pick up all types of behaviors and self-hate is the prevailing behavior of, in us for real. I hate, I've come to hate what they say we are. I'm getting a bad taste in my mouth of what African Americans are supposed to be. Good at sports, entertainment, and people just accepting that, like that's us. I'm beginning to hate that. We've been so... A bill of goods. We've been sold a third, fourth-handed type of mindset. It's straight-up white supremacy, and I hate it. Now, if we wasn't Israelites, if we wasn't Israelites, if I found out we wasn't, I still hate it. It's not enough to sustain us as a people what we think is so cool about being black. It's a made-up construct. I'm tired of acting out something that was made up. More importantly, folks, we are living out the scriptures that's got to mean something to you. 
that's got to mean something to you. That's got to mean something that we are living out everything the Bible says that the Jews will go through. So it should make you feel different towards the Most High when, when you see us misbehaving. My mother whipped me and I knew why I felt different about that spanking. Another reason this is important is the word of God is going to contradict itself. What the Bible says the Jews are supposed to go through, they're not going through it over in Israel. Bible contradicts itself when they talk about the Jews because they're not living it out. If you call yourself a student of eschatology, you're probably confused as I don't know what because you're placing the wrong people in the Bible. Also, there's an anger and there's a disrespect our sisters have towards us men, our men have towards us women. Once you find out why we're misbehaving, I think you can respect each other more once we understand why we are acting out the way we're acting out. Another thing, and I'm going to turn it over to our sister, another thing is this. The white man, without this revelation, is Superman. The white man, without this revelation, is something else. If he's doing all this on his own, all of this on his own, that's a powerful being. But if you understand this revelation and see that the Father said everything we're doing would happen to us, then you know it's the Father that's behind this. He was behind this nation from the north. He said he would hiss, H-I-S-S. That means to go, hey, he called this nation that was probably up there harming themselves. They had no purpose. Albinos that moved up to to Europe, mixing among themselves, forming this mighty nation. They didn't have a real purpose. The Father called him to be his build up on the earth for a season, which I think is over. That's why I'm sitting in front of you right now. The truth has been released. That's why Sister is on this line talking like she's talking. Our people couldn't talk like this 100 years ago. It hasn't been released who we were. Not like it is yep. now. So, Sister, go ahead and give us uh, any more comments, and then we're going to go to, to the ambassador, and then we're going to come back to you and wrap up. Okay. Um, just speaking to the truth that you said, I think the import, importance of understanding who we are, and I agree with you, it is this knowledge being released all over the earth. It's being released in Africa. It's being released in America, the Americas, the Caribbean. It's being released everywhere. People really yeah. coming to understand who we are because it's giving them the power, the internal fortitude to shift their mentality. If they shift their mentality, their behaviors, and then they shift off that um, slave or um, uh, uh, slave mentality. John Tennyson says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Yeshua said, All, uh, "I have come that you might have life and in abundance." So to know who you are is to understand who the enemy is, because we don't wrestle. I say it again: we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, um, spiritual weakness, high places, spirits. This is not an earthly battle, but it's a spiritual. So we understand who we are spiritually. Right from the beginning, from the Torah, and work our work, 
our way from the Old Testament to the New Testament and see how Yeshua came and set everything in order and he died for us, and that is an identity of the new creature in him. But understand who he came to. It's about truth, that we have truth in the inward parts. If it was big enough for people to cover up and not share, you know it's big enough to know and then big share. And then finally, Second uh, Chronicles says, if my people... What people, if my people, this was said in Chronicles. This is before Yeshua came. Yeah. Yeah. My people who are called by my name. When you see Nurses, I I'm sorry, my my phone is about to about to um die. Y'all see this phone here? You got like two minutes for this thing go dead, so please wrap up. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If you look up and research slave names with Yah, Google it. You'll see a bunch of slave names with Yah in it. My, if my people were called by my name, Yah, Yah, Yahweh, His name is in our name. So truth matters. Truth matters. Okay, uh, a brother. I'm gonna say, uh, brother Purcell again. His phone is dying, y'all. This is the Blog Talk Radio phone. <laughs> And then um, when they want to die, we won't hear them no more. Y'all just be hearing me on Facebook Live. So I want y'all to go ahead and finish, brother. Go ahead, Purcell, and then we're going to try to come back to our guests if, she, if they don't cut off by then. Purcell, please, in like two minutes, please. Okay. Here's, I'm going to do my closing. I'm going to make my closing remarks right now. Um, again, it's your boy, Ambassador Purcell, and Del Porte, all the way out here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, representing Salt Life Kingdom Ministries. Listen, um, there are scriptures um, that have literally shaped uh, my way of thinking, okay? Um, I've always been different. Uh, I've always had a different perspective on stuff, especially as it relates to the things of God. Uh, I remember in the, I grew up in the Baptist church, okay? Let me say this real quickly. I, I grew up in the Baptist church, and as a child, as a child, I would say things like this. It's got to be more to it than that. Yep. As a, as a child, I'm not making this up, y'all. As a child, I would say it's got to be more to it than this. Um. But then when I accepted Christ as my personal Savior, April 26, 1992, God began to reveal scripture to me. And the very first scripture that he gave me and wrote on the table of my heart was 2 Timothy 2 and 15. Because he knew how I was wired. I understand now why this scripture was so uh, important that I I was able to uh, uh, memorize it immediately. It's, It's weird. It's weird. I hadn't even read the Bible. But this particular scripture, he wrote it, he etched it in the tables of my heart. Second Timothy 2 and 15, study to show yourself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, another scripture he wrote in my heart was Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 7. First, so you got, um, we got to go, man. You got to go. Again, I said two minutes because this phone is going to cut off like 30 seconds. So uh, one more time, let people know how to get a hold of you. And Sister 
We probably have 30 seconds, literally, sister. So, Purcell, quickly. Check us out on uh, Wednesday, 6 o'clock, on Instagram. We're on Instagram. Uh, If you can look look us up through Ministries Salt Life. Every Wednesday at 6 o'clock Eastern Time, we go forth and we are on live stream. That's Ministries Salt Life. Salt as in the seasoning. Salt. Salt life. Um, I'm, yes, salt life, not light. Salt, salt, life. Life, L-I-F-E. Um, All right. Again, Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Purcell. And I just don't want this to cut off on you. It's going to be embarrassing if you cut off on you. So, sister, you're the guest. Go ahead with your final, please. And I do mean you may have less than 30 Yeshua gave us the spirit of the most high, asked the Father to give it to us, that he would lead and guide us into all truth. Walk with the Holy Spirit. We can't study without him. We can do nothing without him. But with him, we can do all things and know all things that pertain to life and godliness. God bless you, everyone. Well, and I want to ask you a quick question. If you don't, to cut off on me, I apologize. But quick, quick, quick. Sister, are you able to do a part two on Wednesday? We, we broadcast on Sundays and Wednesdays. I want to Right now, if you're coming, um, if I can do that to you. Wednesday night, okay, yeah, not, yeah, I can. Are you sure, Wednesday? I know I'm putting you on the spot now. Don't come in if you can't do it. But Wednesday, 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 9 p.m., that's 9 p.m. It's Eastern Standard. Yes, yes, 9 p.m., okay. Yes, well, sir, listen, thank you. Listen, a prophetess, <laughs> yes. prophetess and Sister Monica Keenan, you were all that Purcell said you would be, sister. And more importantly, I felt like you was your heart was right with the Most High, and you said a lot of you convicted of where you what He's given you. And I appreciate your delivery tonight. Okay, I'm gonna go in and wrap up the show, but we appreciate you and thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you. I hope I was of some value. I appreciate you all, and I like to have more people call in. We're just sharing the word. Yes. Yes, we are. We are. And so I will, I'm going to bow out for this phone, hang up on everybody. So I want to thank you again. All right? I'm going to continue to go on Facebook Live because it's the blog talk phone that's dead, that's dying. Y'all heard it beeping. So anyway, I'll talk with you on, uh, off the air, and we'll see you on Wednesday. All right? So everybody there have you, again, Apostle uh, Purcell. I keep saying Apostle. Lord have mercy. Ambassador Priscilla Poche, as well as uh, Prophetess Monica Keenan, was blessed by them. Um, so this is going to uh, go off at any time. But, again, those of you that's listening to me uh, on Facebook Live, I just want to uh, thank you all for tuning in as well. Blog Talk family, um, they're going to be leaving any second. So, again, I thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to go out with a powerful song, brothers and sisters. And uh, I just want you all to know that Brother Seth love you. Yes, I do. I don't care what ethnic group you're from. I love you, and there is nothing you can really do about it. So let's go out with this powerful song, and uh, we'll call it a wrap here. Let's see what we got here for everybody. I always try to put a lot into the first and last song, and I had a song picked out here, and I want to go back. I want to go back to it. So here we go. This is Ty Tribbett. 
And so, good night, everybody. Back up where you had it. <laughs>